This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the LJS Podcast brought to you by learnjazzstandards.com. If you get value out of today's episode, consider adding value back by leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation at learnjazzstandards.com slash support. We appreciate your help. Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Brent. Welcome to the LJS Podcast. This is episode 35 where today we're going to be talking about how mastering tempo and rhythms can transform your jazz playing. This is a topic that a lot of us don't always focus on. Rhythm, tempo, and time feel. But it's incredibly important for our jazz improvement and for our musical improvement in general. We have to have a handle on this, not just harmony, not just soloing, and not just melody. We have to understand rhythm, time, and tempo. So excited to talk about today. And on today's show, I have a very special guest coming on and joining me, my good friend and professional drummer, Diego Maldonado, from here in New York City. So excited to have him on. But before we jump into the show today, I just want to invite you, if you haven't become part of the Learn Jazz Standards community, now is the time to do it. And the best way to do that is to sign up for our newsletter. You can do that by going to learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. And when you sign up for our newsletter, you're getting exclusive updates every single week. You're getting on the inside of things that others do not know about. It's very uh, important to do this and and become part of this community. And also for doing this, you get a free ebook, our free jazz guide to practicing ebook for signing up. So a little extra perk there. So join the LJS community. Go to learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. Okay, now let's jump in to our conversation today with Diego Maldonado. Okay, so I'm welcoming back on the show uh, Diego Maldonado, professional drummer, good friend of mine here in New York. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, thanks, Brent, for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure always to come down here and talk about music. So, uh, I, you know, I wanted to uh, have you in to talk about this because uh, a lot of times I feel like uh, we, we ignore two, two incredibly important things about playing any style of music, not just jazz, uh, not just two, there's more to it than that, but rhythm and, and time and, and that whole element of things that really I think drummers think about a lot in comparison sometimes to other instrumentalists. So I wanted to talk to you about that today, try to pick your brain about some of this stuff uh, that, that maybe some other instruments instrumentalists don't think about. And maybe at the end, we'll talk a little bit about some things that, that you would suggest for drummers 
to do. Um, so my my first question uh, for you is is as a drummer, it, when you're playing in a jazz setting, are there certain things that you particularly notice from instrumentalists that you're playing with uh, from those standpoints that you uh, maybe could could see some improvement happening or you find uh, maybe a pet peeve in any of that? Uh, yeah, of course. Every time, even more when I'm playing with with younger musicians than than me, uh, I I sometimes I f- I feel that that uh, maybe uh, we're not uh, locking up with the with the feel or with the tempo, and uh, sometimes you see a lot of uh, 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 guys who, when they're soloing, they start rushing a lot or dragging a lot. So. Well, why do you think that? What, when you, when you see people like rushing or dragging, what, what do you think the reason for that is? Uh, well, uh, it could be several reasons. One thing is like the technical abilities of that player are not at the point that they're comfortable improvising. Yeah. So that 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 takes a uh, a toll when you are like you know, uh, and even more when you are performing because you get nervous and uh, so everything that is not ready. It gets worse when you're performing because yeah. of uh, you know a lot of uh, factors. But I think that's one important part. And the other one is that sometimes people don't don't uh, uh, take the time to practice rhythm because there's a lot of information yeah. about harmony and all the scales that you can use and all the right. you know things that you can uh, melodically do uh, when you're improvising that some people take for granted the the rhythm and uh that's that's half of of being able to improvise right. you know yeah that's and that's that's definitely what i'm getting at because uh we do focus so much especially with jazz because there's so much harmonic movement going on uh and there's such an emphasis on melody and and improvising that we we forget about yeah rhythm in in our sense of time and mm-hmm. i remember having uh just actually a beginner tar- guitar student um, a while ago who I really noticed this in that they uh, they were playing all the right notes they were playing the right chords they they clearly understood music but there was something you know missing. desperately missing mm-hmm. from what they were doing and and I identified it as such that well they just really didn't have a good sense of time didn't have a really good sense of rhythm and I said that you know honestly if you can play all the notes right if you can play all the chords right but you don't have that rhythm that sense of time nothing's gonna sound good exactly that's that's exactly my point I have an anecdote a long time ago I went to see uh, I, I, I used to go to the collective uh, school of music here in New York City back in the early 2000s and I saw a clinic by um, this uh, bass player uh, and uh, he brought people to play with him and he basically asked people to play a solo with just one note so <laughs> that sounds kind of hard it's hard <laughs> and people was like how can i play a solo with one note it's the same like sometimes we are we the we drummers are used to it because sometimes we we play a solo on on uh, uh, uh one drum mm-hmm. and we 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 have to develop that rhythmic Ability and variety in order to mm-hmm. to to play something nice on one drum. So people was like struggling super hard to make something with just one note. And uh, th- then he brought that point out that that's what you're struggling because you don't have anything rhythmic 
to say is because you're only focusing on scales and notes yeah. and not on the rhythm. So yeah, guilty is charged. Exactly. So <laughs> we, I think, I mean, everybody, everybody is guilty because there's so much information about yeah. harmonic content for a solo and very little information about about rhythm. You know, right. right. So what are some things that you would suggest uh, to to start? Focusing in on if that's something that uh, you know, and this is for drummers too. It's not just other instrumentalists, obviously, but to start really focusing on that side of 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 playing, playing, playing jazz, playing, improvising, any style of music. Yeah, I think there's there are there are three main things that I consider uh, are they are basic and they are like the foundation for any musician to uh, develop a better a better sense of uh, uh, temp- time or tempo and uh, also to uh, master uh, rhythm mm-hmm. uh, in a, uh, or help to uh, internalize uh, uh, rhythmic rhythms and subdivisions better. Uh, the first thing I, I think is very important for like everybody is to, is to start using a metronome mm-hmm. right away for yeah. everything. Whatever yeah. you're gonna practice, use a metronome. And first, you have to learn how to follow that metronome. Uh, yeah, you wanna be able to, uh, and and even more nowadays, is is this uh, ability or, or this skill is important because we are using more and more technology uh, on the bandstand. You know, if you're if you're maybe not in jazz, but if you're playing pop music, rock. Or electronic music, you're gonna be surrounded by machines, by the, you know uh, loops, uh, drum machines, uh, backing tracks, yeah. and you need to be able to play with that precision, with that metronomical right. precision. And and you and in those cases, you're gonna be able to, f- you're gonna have to follow something that is has perfect time. So you you need to develop that. But that's a different skills than creating your own time when you're oh, playing yeah. in, a, in a more acoustic setting you have to create time so that's the the other thing that i i i believe is uh really important for every musician is to start practicing in a way that you are not following something but you are creating your 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 own time and 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 a time that is good good and precise you know um i find it interesting that you you did you distinguish the two of those as almost like two separate different challenges because yeah. you know I remember like when I was you know a long time ago I was in high school uh, and I was playing in a prog rock band and we went into the recording studio and it was my first time in the recording studio and we were doing we were tracking everything separately as is fairly tradition there mm-hmm. uh, and I was playing you know with a click track and I wasn't I didn't practice for that. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I didn't wasn't experienced, and that was that is certainly a challenge mm-hmm. is to be able to uh, play with that track, and I mm-hmm. almost feel like as far as and tell me if you you agree with me or not, that's almost like a starting point for the other thing you were talking about, which mm-hmm. is creating your internal clock, your internal time, where you can create your own tempo, your own time on your mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Is you kind of first need to go, okay, can I play with the machine? Can I play with the metronome? Can I lock in with that? And then what happens when I take it away? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there are two different skills, I would say. Uh, 
And yeah, you're right. I think the first one is is learn how to play with the metronome, be able to follow it and make it feel good, make it feel like he's somebody else that is playing with you. You have to make the metronome feel like it's part of the, of the band. Mm. And uh, and that's very very important nowadays because as as you're saying, uh, uh, every time you go to a studio to do a record or or even to play live I mean we are using metronomes and drum machines and loops more and more and more so that's something that every musician that is aspiring to be a professional musician that is a skill that it needs it needs to be developed uh, now talking about my my second point about uh, creating number yeah number two creating uh, your your own time your your, uh, your uh, inner clock um it's something that I see and it happened to me. I started playing with the metronome all the time, but then when I take the metronome uh, off, I realized I was sometimes rushing, sometimes uh, dragging. And uh, so I, I thought like, what can I do to actually make sure that I, every time I play by myself or, or, or I play with other musicians uh, without a click, I can hold my tempo, I can keep mm. my tempo steady. Hey everybody, just taking a quick break from today's show to talk to you about our e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. You know, I get emails almost every day from jazz musicians asking the questions, what do I practice and how do I practice? They know where they want to be in their jazz playing. They know how they want to sound. They're just not exactly sure how to get there. And that's why me and the LGS team have created our new e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing is an audio e-course that brings you through 30 days of focused, goal-oriented practicing where you're going to be working on things that will actually improve your jazz playing. This course is designed for all instruments and for all skill levels and is really great for anybody looking to practice with purpose and to make real improvement in their jazz playing. If you want to learn more about this e-course, go to learnjazzstandards.com slash 30 days. That's learnjazzstandards.com slash three zero days. I hope to see you in the course. You know, by thinking about it and obviously asking some of my teachers at, at the time, uh, they recommend me to start using the metronome in a more creative way. And like, uh, and now it's even easier because there's so many apps and, and stuff that you can uh, program. And uh, for me, it was like I start to taking uh, off beats mm-hmm. of, of the metronome, yeah. you know. Uh, first, I started with just... Uh, putting two and four and then was mm-hmm. just two and then was just four and then was just uh, putting uh, a click every other bar and yeah. nowadays I have some exercises where I sometimes when I do up tempos I put a, 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 a just one click every four or wow. every yeah. eight bars and I have the metronome there to just to check that I'm holding on a, on a steady tempo but uh, but uh, the 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 you know the space is so so wide that uh, I'm actually have to create the tempo. I, right. I need to to have the subdivisions and and everything inside of me in order to every four bars or every eight bars to lock in with that click. So uh, that 
type of exercises are great for every musician. Yeah. Just, and sometimes you can even go go more uh, uh, challenging with putting the metronome on on the upbeats. Or, oh, the upbeats. Oh, yeah, the uh, or <laughs> yeah, like in the yeah. anno four or the anno three or something like that. And when you get to that point, it becomes really interesting. And then you realize like, oh, my tempo is really messed up because you're gonna see how hard it is to to hold a uh, 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 tempo yeah. having those clicks so far away from each other you know so so for someone who for someone who's like has is really struggling with this right now really struggling mm-hmm. with keeping time mm-hmm. and and not rushing not dragging mm-hmm. they don't have an inner clock at all mm-hmm. where do they start like what's the the where what's the with all that you just described what's mm-hmm. the starting point okay well it depends on the style of music you're you're like um trying to to uh, to learn uh, but now uh, I will say this for mostly jazz the first thing that you have to do is to start with a click on two and four okay that's the most basic thing okay and uh, now why two and four well because those are the most important accents on the mm-hmm. jazz music and even if you're practicing to play rock or pop also that's the backbeat so it's important to have that uh, to be used to uh, listen to that uh, 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 and those are, as, as I said before, very important accents on the on this music. And so you have some. You're not gonna have the one. Everybody's like used to hear the one. In mm-hmm. this case, you're not gonna have the one, and that that's gonna throw you off a little bit at the beginning. But then you get used to it, and after that, you can go. I would say the second step will take the take another beat of the, the the metronome and just use it on the four yeah. or on the two and if you're going to like if you're practicing like up tempos maybe you can put a, a one click on just the one and uh, and play with that for a long time after that you can start doing a click every other bar yeah and stuff like that until try to you know make the space longer and longer between beats you know so and then you start realizing and and you're gonna realize what's your what what is your tendency, yeah. and you can ad- address that. You know, like oh, I, my my I tend to drag or I tend to rush, and then you get more conscious about what you need to do in order to improve that. You know, I think another thing that that's something uh, to at least just point out to everybody is that playing at different tempos also has their different challenges. You know. A lot of times people say, and I know we've, we've covered this on our podcast before, mm-hmm. is that playing at, at fast tempos is, is, is difficult, but it's not, it's not just difficult because it's technically difficult. It's also feeling the, the time mm-hmm. at that speed. But in the same way, playing at a, a really slow tempo is also equally as hard, if, if not harder, mm-hmm. because uh, you, it's a struggle to feel the time or subdivide over yeah. that slow tempo. Exactly. Um, and so when you're doing these exercises that, you, that that Diego's describing, is to also consider trying them at different tempos because yeah, you course. can get used to it just playing at a comfortable medium tempo, mm-hmm. but then everything kind of changes a little bit if you speed it up yeah. or it, or you slow it down. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would say your mindset also changes when you're playing, I mean, it should change when you're playing on on fast tempos or slow tempos I usually I tend to think slower when I'm playing fast and yeah. think faster when I'm playing 
slow. So I try to think on a on a smaller subdivision when I'm playing uh, slower tempos, yeah. and I try to think on a on a on a more wide subdivision when I when I'm playing fast tempos, and that yeah. makes me feel more relaxed. Calf notes and whole notes, and exactly. Like that. And I, that I, and that way I feel more relaxed at just being feeling one two three four one two three four. Yeah, I just start, I just rather to feel one done. And that's, yeah. I mean, it's gonna, it's, you're gonna feel it in your body, you know, it's not, it's gonna be more relaxed and your playing is gonna feel more relaxed. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now uh, I have uh, another thing that I, I believe is very important for every musician and it, uh, it is to, um, to master the subdivisions. And um, there's like, for me, three subdivisions that are very, very important, and uh, they are like uh, eight notes, the eight note triplets, and the sixteen notes. Mm-hmm. I believe those, like ninety-five percent of the music that we hear in this part of the world, is built on those uh, subdivisions. So I think it's very important for every musician to um, to master those and. Uh, I would recommend musicians to uh, practice shifting between them uh, in def- different kind of exercises. I, I can, we can, I can I'll talk a lot, a bit, little bit of uh, of uh, different exercises that we can do. Yeah, going back and forth between between uh, eight notes, uh, quarter notes, uh, triplets, and sixteen notes. This is something that uh, is uh, is happening a lot in modern music and in jazz as well. After after you know forties, fifties, when jazz start to to get a, a fusion with Latin rhythms, Af- African rhythms, and you know Brazilian rhythms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, the the rhythmic palette of jazz, you know, expanded. Uh, expanded, and it's not only the, the the swing notes anymore. So we started using another kind of uh, of uh, rhythmic devices in order to play jazz, and I think it's very important that we have we are comfortable uh, shifting yeah. between between those because everybody can play and and it happens a lot and uh, and you see when you go and play and somebody say oh let's play this like a uh, a straight eight kind of feel or bossa nova kind of thing everybody's gonna improvise and play on eight notes and sixteen notes right yeah and and very few musicians are gonna start playing triplets or imposing like a six eight kind of feel on top of that because that's it's, it's sometimes it could be hard and yeah and usually when you're not experienced doing that the tempo and the the, the groove uh, suffers a lot and that's why but it sounds really good when you do it and when you do it right and um, and that's something that gives variety to your improvisation so I I, I really encourage people to spend time because we take that for granted but I really encourage people to uh, you know spend time practicing going from quarter note to eight notes to triplet uh, to uh, 16 notes and at least work with those four uh, rates for uh, for a while, and you're gonna see how like if you put a metronome and start going back and forth between those, you're gonna see how that you're gonna start like uh, rushing every time you go to a 16 notes, dragging when you go to the triplets, and sometimes yeah. rushing when you go back to the eight notes oh, yeah, and hard. stuff like that. And uh, it's and, really hard. 
And for me, it's been a really helpful exercise in order to, you know, make my 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 groove deeper and 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 my play my playing in general more precise. You know. Um, so so if I might add, share a little bit. Uh, yeah. I so the way I actually practice. Uh, this exactly what you're describing is as a, as a as a guitarist as uh, I mean you could be a horn player you know uh, is what is what I like to do is I either like to play free or I'll pick a, a song uh, a jazz standard or, or whatever a song that I know and uh, I'll start pretty uh, you know focusing on one rhythm for a longer period of time so if I pick a song I'll I'll play the first chorus quarter notes and then the second chorus I'll do eighth notes the third mm-hmm. chorus i'll do eighth note triplets and the fourth chorus uh 16th notes mm-hmm. and i'll have the tempo at a, at a slow enough tempo mm-hmm. that by the time i get to the 16th notes i'm able to actually technically execute them mm-hmm. um and then you know so practicing that is on its own can have its challenges because like like diego said you will experience like oh wow like i'm dragging i'm rushing these notes you know mm-hmm. and then you can you know, up the ante a little bit and start going every four bars mm-hmm. you switch. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where sometimes, you know, if maybe you have a hard time uh, conceptualizing this while you're, you know, going over the form of a song, it could be helpful just to play free. When I say playing free, I mean simply just improvise wherever you want, you know, playing notes and creating melodies without the the stipulation of, of, a, uh, of, a, of a form, of song yeah. form. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's a perfect way of uh, practicing this i mean and you can apply uh these to like pretty much everything that you do if you're practicing arpeggios or scales or i mean oh, everybody yeah. tends to practicing scales and arpeggios only in eight notes you know but you can actually practice those on triplets and 16 and like i don't know going up on eight notes going down on triplets and stuff like that you know um you can you can be uh very creative with with this thing i mean the only thing that is here is like try to mix the 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 different subdivisions and there you can go on a, a step further because every you can mix that uh, or for for instance if we're talking about 16 notes uh you can put four 16 notes on one beat but you can use also uh silence space between those notes and then you create a bunch of uh, other figures or, or rhythmic cells that mm. can also be mixed and thrown in the mix. Oh, yeah. You know, the same. You, this, you can do the same with triplets, and you can do the same with uh, eight notes. So play with those new figures that you're gonna find by adding space and adding uh, silence, and and that's gonna take the exercise of you know a, a, a dif- more difficult. And uh, step up, yeah. Yeah, step up, and uh, and you're gonna after a while. It, it it takes time, but after a while, you're gonna see uh, how your inner clock and your and 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 how going back and forth between these rhythms uh, are going to make you a better improviser and musician at the end, because you're gonna your solos are gonna sound uh, more interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so one last uh, question for you. This is like specifically for drummers, and let's let's make it even more like more specific. This is a question for maybe drummers that are looking to play jazz, uh, or even just uh, jazz drummers now that are just trying to get better. What's like your top tip that you can give to those drummers? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
for jazz drummers, I would say uh, listen a lot to the music that you want mm. to learn uh, because music is like a language. And if you want to learn a language, you have to listen to that a lot in order to get the all the nuances, all the, you know, the, the how yeah. it sounds. And um, pick a musician or a drummer that you really like and and start analyzing that guy and 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 transcribing or and learning stuff from from him and uh and just try to play as much as you can though and practice yeah. and spend some time in the on the practice room and 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 getting your 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 technical skills up to the level you know yeah Okay, awesome. Well, Diego, thanks for joining on the show again. Really appreciate it having you out, and we'll look forward to having you again. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure to come down here and talk to you. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in, and we want to hear from you. Do you have any tips for improving your tempo, your time, or your rhythm? You can leave us a comment in the comment section below if you're on the website. We'd love to hear from you. This is a jazz community. And remember, if you got any value at today's podcast episode, consider adding value back by leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation at learnjazzstandards.com slash support. Or if you're on the website, feel free to click the support button below. All right, next week we're going to be coming out with episode 36 of the LJS podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.